0: running after one thing, to find that part within, that I measure up to something. I've got a lot of dreams, but I was told I wasn't practical. I couldn't measure up because of all my flaws, but I know the wrong is the only stepping stones. Life's the art of embracing these things. David Christopher Lee. Thank you for coming on the Art of Podcast. How about that music we just opened up with? If you're not fired up after that, I don't know what's wrong with you. David, you are the man. You are known for being the best photographer in America. You've done incredible work, worked with all the top names. I've seen your work. It is phenomenal. Like, I think I can take pictures with an iPhone. Yeah, not even close. But before we get into all of that, start us off with a bang something maybe the audience doesn't know about you or something that's kind of like you know what this is the first time i've been sharing this what do you got david
1: well one thing that people don't know about me is that i'm i'm really into biohacking and over the pandemic i basically tried a million dollars worth of biohacking equipment and all different types of diets and fasting and i really got into dry fasting so I did seven days of no food or water and that was incredible it it changed my life it got me onto a higher level of consciousness with meditation and now i try to fast as much as possible so i've been doing over over a six month period i was doing two to three 40 hour dry fast a week and um and that was just life-changing
0: wow mind-blowing and you you know what's interesting You, you said Spent a million dollars of biohacking, but then the ironic thing is the thing that's actually free, the fasting and not eating, is what comes back to be the most impactful. Interesting there. What 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 are the things that yeah, we're like... Any, yeah, it. Go ahead. Anybody could
1: do it. So that's what, that's what makes it so amazing.
0: That's true. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to it. I just like food too much to actually dive into and coffee like I can't imagine like a day without coffee. I don't even know how your mind works. I'm sure there's great benefits to not having coffee, but uh, life's too short. I'm gonna drink coffee. So there you go. Hey, but awesome as we could nerd out about that. But I really want to get into this because I think this is incredible art that you have this gift of photography and capturing pictures when you think about it we live in a society that wants to take pictures pictures are memories memories are what we want to create throughout life with the people that we love so best photographer in America when I say that what comes to your mind in that have you thought about that and how did you like run us back to like how did you get into just this interest and this love and this passion for photography
1: Well, I was in high school and I started as a writer. So I was writing for my high school newspaper. And when I was a senior, I won this, um, it was a national journalism competition for Scholastic. And one of the prizes for that was writing for Seventeen Magazine. So I started writing for Seventeen when I was 17. And um, they liked what I was doing. And then I told them that I had a digital camera, which was my dad's. And they asked me if I wanted to be the official digital photographer of the Teen Choice Awards. And that was back in 99 when everybody was shooting film. So of course I said yes. And they gave me an all access pass to the entire show and I took the most exclusive pictures. I met all the celebrities, all the managers, publicists and, and agents. And I would take pictures on this digital camera. It was a Nikon Coolpix 950, 2.1 megapixels. And it would be the first digital picture they've ever seen in their life. So that year, I became the official digital photographer of the People's Choice Awards, the MTV Movie Awards, uh, Video Music Awards, and some very, very exclusive parties. And I was also writing, and I was writing for Rolling Stone, Vogue, and Style, um, people, teen people. I mean, you name it, I was writing for them. So that's basically how I started. And I love being around all that creative energy and then i started doing my own photo shoots like fashion photo shoots and then i did my own celebrity photo shoots i started my first online magazine back in 2001 and i was the first to do fashion editorials online and um uh, recently a couple months ago i started um, my third online online magazine called davidsguide.com which is about celebrating the new renaissance with higher consciousness so i feel like over covid we we all went through um a phase where we had to really go inward and find ourselves and now that we're slowly coming out of it it's it's a it's a whole new renaissance there's so much creativity there's so many ideas the old world is over and now it's time for the new so mm. that's what we're doing
0: you know what i, I love that because it seems like you you're always kind of a step ahead of where the world is almost a visionary and having the first digital picture for these magazines and MTV awards, people's choice. And I'm gonna share a guilty pleasure of my own. I was a teen people subscriber back in my middle school and high school days. So I was probably looking at some of these incredible photos from awards that you took. And what that is, is that is you're taking an opportunity and making it into a bigger opportunity, seeing that, getting this, hey, I'm gonna write for them. And then you become the, the, the photographer, them. That, that, that's incredible. I think that's a great lesson in there of of when a door opens, you know what, run through it, actually go through and make the most of it. Now, in the photography world, like as you take a picture, what is this essence that, that really, you know, what separates you from other people? What are you seeing in making this picture become absolute living art?
1: Well, I'm all about keeping the energy very high and keeping it alive. So when I first start shooting some, well, one thing that makes me different from other photographers too, is that I shoot, I shoot very fast. I'm I'm not going to shoot a hundred pictures of a look. I might shoot like, you know, maybe like 10 to 20 and sometimes even less, because if I know I got the shot, then I got the shot and then we can change. And then once I start, once I show the talent, you know, oh, this is what we got they get excited and they want to do more. And then I show them more and then they want to do more and more and more. And then the energy keeps on building. And usually by the end, that's when we get our best shots because the the talent's very comfortable. I'm very comfortable. I know their angles. I know what light they look the best in. I know what location looks the best. And, and that's really how I create. And it's Mm. all about inspiring the talent and the talent inspiring me. And it's, it's like we work together to create these beautiful images.
0: So that's interesting. I mean, that's, you're setting the talent up for success it's not necessarily like a hey i'm just going to take a picture of you you're ultimately putting them in the best situation and quote unquote the best light they can possibly be in so it's a teamwork effort in photography
1: for sure
0: okay i love that teamwork i
1: mean it's it's yeah it's it's the whole it's it's the whole team it's um you know, every everything from the hairstylist, to the makeup artist, mm. to the stylist, to the assistant, to the, you know, the videographer, to, I mean, everybody has to, has to work together to create, to create these beautiful images. We can't do it by ourselves.
0: Share some stories with us here. Everybody loves story time. We love stories on the Art of podcast that they really dive deep into why people are the best of the best at what they do. What are some stories, maybe you can either share highlights of people that you photographed that turned out to be just phenomenal people or maybe horror stories, whatever you're allowed to share on air. Do you have any stories from your shoots or your, your shows that, that really stand out to you that had a, a, an impact on you, David? That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure, you do, I do, we all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This this is real. Hyperbaric Chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Elevate Health, E-L-E-V-E, Health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this, it places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you Kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I I, I kid you not. This is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called... Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E-Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you.
1: Yeah, the, um, the very first time I ever bought a one-way ticket was when I was 24. My friend Sean asked me if I wanted to go to Miami and I said yes and he said buy one-way ticket and I didn't know I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to pay for anything but he said don't worry about it just buy that ticket and meet me at this, at this address so he told me to meet at third in Collins and I don't know if you're familiar with Miami but mm-hmm. that's the hottest area in South Beach so I go there and then he shows me this two-bedroom modern apartment and it's all white with high ceilings and he told me that it's owned by the modeling agency and you can stay here for as long as you want, but there's a catch. And I said, okay, what? He said, well, every day there's going to be three to four models that are going to come here and you have to take pictures of them and they're going to pay you a hundred dollars each. So I'm like, okay. And what else? He said, well, yeah, that's it. Just make sure you take those pictures. And, and I, I was like, sure. And um, that's really where I learned how to shoot people like how i how we learned how to shoot models how i learned about angles and lighting and at a being in south beach is just so inspiring because well one i had this incredible apartment with with incredible natural light but i was also in the middle of south beach with all their art deco buildings and all these vibrant colors and i was on the beach and and um, i could really be creative so i ended up staying from january to may and i probably shot I'm guessing I probably shot 120 models. So that was a ton of experience and I learned so much and I kept coming back until the modeling agency closed for the next four or five years. So that was just like, it was like a dream because I, I, I really felt like I was, I was just like, just living my life and being creative and creating beautiful artwork.
0: Yeah, and every single guy out there listening right now is how do I get that job? They're basically saying, so, <laughs> hey, I'm uh, going yeah, go
1: to... Oh, another thing that was really funny was back then, there weren't a lot of Asians. And mm-hmm. so, I, I mean, I was pretty much the only Asian in South Beach. And then I became known as the Asian that hangs out with models. So <laughs> I got invited to every, you know, every party and every, every club, restaurant, hotel. I mean, you name it, like they all want to be there because they know that wherever I went there, there would always be a bunch of models. But models always, <laughs> you know, they run, they run South Beach, so... that was
0: fun (laughs) that's that's a great nickname to have man yeah totally people would want to be around you for sure and you know what I want to take this to another lane of what a lot of people deal with and it's it's pressure pressure from expectations so I know when you were younger you were labeled a child prodigy and this this talent these gifts are in your blood but there's there's a big difference in actualizing talent and potential and succumbing to the pressure that is weighing people down. And I feel like a lot of people, whether it's prodigy labels or just uh, pressure from peers and parents, and it's very difficult. So can you talk us through, like, was was there struggles of how you overcame this type of pressure and expectations because i have gotten to know you over the past year and, and and you really just you have a good you really have a good energy and a good just pace to your life it doesn't feel like you're, you're feeling like just weighed down by ultimate pressure
1: yeah well when it comes to pressure i think the pressure comes from when you do something but you don't know why you're doing it mm. and when that happens you're just confused and you just don't know why and for me, I, I grew up playing piano and I was, I was classically trained and I did really well when I was in high school. I I played, I played concertos with the USC orchestra. And in that process, I was practicing and practicing and practicing. And I didn't necessarily know why I was doing it because it's just like, I would just play for my parents' friends and, and then that was it. And then I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And over, over the years, as, as a photographer, know people people have told me oh you should do it like this or you should do it like that or like oh you need a bigger team or you know people aren't looking at you the right way you need to have this professional image and you know and then i would listen to them and then i wouldn't really get the results that i wanted and i would i feel like i was such a people pleaser that that sometimes i would just lose myself and then it wouldn't be exactly how i wanted it in the end but now you know now you know i i I have davidsguide.com and I'm doing my photo shoots the way that I want to do them. And I'm, I'm pumping out content the way I want to pump it out. And I have articles, I have pictures, I'm telling the stories that I want and it just feels good and people are recognizing it because it's, it's true and it's authentic and it's coming yep. from me. So when you have that full control, you're not going to feel the pressure, but when you have other people telling you what to do and pushing you in ways that you don't, Pushing and pulling you in ways that you don't feel comfortable, that's when you start experiencing pressure. And it just sucks.
0: Yeah, it's a great answer. And it is the expectations of others. If we place our identity in those expectations of others and not be true and authentic to ourselves, we're gonna feel that pressure. Now we don't all have the luxury of working for ourselves or calling our own shots, but what you did was build yourself up to that point. So when you went out there listening wanting to build their own thing, you might not get to do it from the jump start, but you will over time. Do what you can with where you're at right now. And that all built to what you're able to do now which is David's guide. Like you've sent me a few articles, which have been phenomenal. And you, you are interviewing these top actors. You, the Elvis Presley movie, the uh, uh, the Lincoln lawyer, you're taking your pictures of them and interviews. And now you're, you're really in your sweet spot in your zone. So what is, what is David's guide? Talk to us about that. How can we check it out? Give us the rundown.
1: So, it's my third publication and it's basically a culmination of all the things that I've learned and now I know exactly how I want to present the content so it's all about celebrating the new renaissance with higher consciousness when I say the new renaissance I mean you know like over COVID we all got to know ourselves and we had to go inward and now there's a lot of um, a lot of things from the old world that are being disrupted. and and so There's a lot more creativity and a lot of change that's happening in the world and this is a celebration of artistry of of acting of modeling of entrepreneurship of of all different types of talent but i'm telling this from a higher consciousness level which means meditation we talk about meditation we talk about um we talk about mindset practices Hmm. we talk about biohacking we talk about how to get from point a to point b So traditionally, there's, you know, there's only one way to get something done. And as a photographer, you know, and an artist, I've I've learned there's a million ways to get something done. And just because you're doing something that's not exactly the way it's been done, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that it hasn't been done yet. But it's up to you to just keep on going the path that you want to go so that you can achieve your results and then just keep on going and then you'll, you'll do very well.
0: Yeah, you know what? I love that. I love it that it's it's creative and it's, it's doing something different. I think there's so much uh, re- repetitive content and repetitive sayings and people just posting the same things and over and over again without any substance to it. So to see that you're doing something different and, and not afraid to, I think that inspires other people to go for their dreams. Well, the last thing we need is everybody to say the same thing. And we need more of the positivity but positivity through genuine authenticity which which you definitely bring so yes check that out we'll link to that in the show notes for sure you're an incredible writer phenomenal photographer and incredible Mm -hmm. writer it's tough to be it's tough to be that that good at two things but but you do it man I want to get into some juicy stories here I want to what are some crazy Stories that stand out to you from the Hollywood days and shoots to over forty countries traveling for photography. What what are some crazy stories that that you can share with the audience?
1: Well, one of one of one of the shoots that really stands out for me was um, my shoot with Lady Gaga. So I did um, I did Lady Gaga's first photo shoot for People, and um, the way it started was well she was unknown. And so my first online, online magazine was called T D Inc. And I did, I did, um, the, she was for that. And that was through the universal publicist. And she told me that there was this girl out there that's going to be the next Madonna. And, you know, that's not the first time I've, I've heard that. And usually when people say that it doesn't ever happen, but I was like, okay, well, you know, she's with universal. She can't be a nobody. Right. So she must have, she must be really talented. So when I did the shoot with her, it was just me and her. And we shot at this club called Area on La Cienega. And um, there was no manager, no publicist, like nobody, just me and her. And, and I was just, you know, I asked her, when I first met her, I asked her, so what kind of music do you do? And then she said, oh, I do pop. And then I, I, I said, you mean like pop like Britney Spears? And then she said, no, pop like electronic, down-tempo, German house music. I was like, oh, okay, that's you know, that's different. I, I didn't even know what that meant. But um, when I was shooting her, she just seemed like she knew. She was very authentic. She knew exactly where she was going. She knew that what she was doing was what was what people wanted to hear, and she didn't really care what other people thought of her.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, you know, she's one of the biggest artists in the in, in the country in the world now. And you know, looking back on you know. It was just being her, and I'm telling her, "Oh, do that, do that. Sit here, sit there. Wear this, wear that." Um, yeah. And she was very easy to work with. And then, I think it was like four or five months after that shoot, Just Dance came out, and then all of a sudden she blew up. And then she started shooting with, you know, with Mario Testino and all these these big photographers. And it, it was, I just feel so great because I was part of that process that got her from from there to superstardom. So. Uh, I went to one of her parties um, for the Grammys and this is after she won it was either the Grammys or the Oscars but she won one of the awards and she had this party at um, at this hipster, this dive bar in, in the valley and she was on stage DJing and then I, I went up on stage and I showed her the picture that I took of her and then she just started crying and she's oh, like, man. she told me that she remembers that day so vividly and She gave me a hug and we danced and it was just, you know, it's just magical, like being part of, you know, having those types of experiences.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. That is an incredible story. Um, Wow. How many people can say, uh, yeah, I was uh, telling Lady Gaga what to wear before she was Lady Gaga and now she's like a fashion icon. (laughs) Well, she was always
1: Lady Gaga. You have to, you have to remember that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, I got to
1: tell you my, um, my first, sure my very first Hollywood party, my first Hollywood experience, I was 14 years old and I, I was listening to kiss FM and they were, they were, you know, they were giving out Ricky's kissmas party tickets. And so I called and I won two passes. And so they sent me the two passes and they were, um, they were just laminated passes. So I, I was like, well, these aren't that hard to copy. And so I, um, I copied them, and I brought my whole family. So my my parents and my two younger sisters. I was 14, my other sister was 12, and my youngest sister was six. And we got there, and, you know, I mean, we're, we're pretty much kids. We're the youngest people in the room. And the second I walked into that door, I just felt like this, like, this, like, this creative energy, and I, I felt so much fun. And, I mean, if you could guess, like, Guess who the um, the bands that were performed, or guess who performed that night? There were two. And this is
0: 1996. Oof, 96. You're throwing it back. I'm going to go Hanson Mbop.
1: Okay. No, it was it. LaBouche and Real McCoy. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're going but, way back. you know, like
1: once they started seeing, you know, everyone's everyone's dancing and, you know, there's no social media and, you know, there's tons of food and, and everyone's so pretty. And it was just like, And I'm with my family, and it was just, it was just like, that's all, so much fun. And I knew from that point on, like I had to be around this as much as I could. Yeah. So it took me a little while, and you know, until my senior year of high school. But then, since then, that's that's what I've been around, and I I still love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a moment that sparked it for you, and that's what photography does it's a moment that is captured in time that sparks potentially the rest of your life i love that you you got fake ids in for your six-year-old sister to get into a hollywood party (laughs) now that is the art of acting like you belong right there okay david i am going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat this is just quick answers that come to your mind and it can be anything whatever comes up, boom, rapid fire. First question I have for you, the best photo that you have ever taken, is there one that you just hold your hat on and you're like, man, this was the moment, I remember this vividly, this was the photo. You haven't taken any photos of me yet, so I know it's going to come, you're gonna change it obviously, but (laughs) up to date. so let me ask you this question, have you ever spent hours and hours searching that perfect gift for a man, for your husband, for your father, Father's Day, Uh, I mean, looking for a gift for me, obviously, well, hey, look no further, here it is, LUX, LiveLux.com, check it out, these boxes are curated, customly curated, perfectly. For the man in your life. You can choose a plan between quarterly or annual. annually. You're getting this box that you get to pick from these awesome technology, sports brands, nutrition, everything that the guy in your life is interested in. And I could curate my perfect box for you if you want to get me a gift, please do. It's coming to your door and you can change this continuously. This is at Live. Lux.com. That's live, L I V E, Lux with two E's, L U X E E.com. Check it out. The brands they have on there are phenomenal. It's the perfect gift, and you can get 25% off with David 25. 25% off a box. The greatest gift. Hey, it's a love language. Gift giving and receiving is a love language. Trust me, I know it's one of my wife's highest love languages, but check it out. The discount code David25 for 25% off. And quit giving Starbucks gift cards and step up your gift-giving game. So um, this was around
1: 2000, 2008. My uh, my stylist, her name is Satori. Um, Satori, she told me that there was this girl that she started working with who's 16 and she's never done a photo shoot and that I, I should shoot her because we should, you know, because she thought that, to take some amazing pictures so i had her come over to my parents house and my parents have this this slope and it's like it, it's filled with this really long long grass and there's um there's like there was like a lot of dew on the um on the grass because it was like you know it was the morning and um and the natural light on there is just just incredible so um satori put on um, gave her a Gucci dress to wear which was like this like nude color chiffon like really flowy gown and she put that on and then we laid her in the grass diagonally and styled her hair and it was very like her hair is straight so it kind of matched the grass and it was kind of like like just it was perfect and then the the flowiness of the chiffon was it matched the you know the this the whimsical nature of the the grass and with it was cast with like incredibly soft natural light and you can see the glow in her face and that's actually one of the covers on david's guide Mm -hmm. and and um the title is um it says uh reaching higher consciousness so i feel like that picture encapsulates everything that that i love beauty higher consciousness um romance and nature yeah yeah
0: was it a name that any of us would know
1: no, no, no. She's just a um she was just a new model. I, I don't know what, what happened to her after that, but that's one of um the best pictures I've ever taken.
0: That's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool that I mean that's that's the power of photography right there. All right. Coolest person that you have worked with that you've taken a picture of, or just I mean, written an article about in person that you were just blown away by them. They could be someone who's an A-list star and and you're just like, this is the coolest person, nicest person that I've ever been around. Wow.
1: John Paul joria So John Paul de joria is the owner of Paul Mitchell and also the founder mm. of Trone. And I um, the first time I ever saw him speak was at uh, the environmental media Associ- Association awards and um, I I just like I started crying and that doesn't really happen when I watch speeches but his story is so so amazing that um, you know he was he was homeless when he started Paul Mitchell and he started selling Paul Mitchell products out of his car and um, he was the first to use recycled Recycled materials, and the reason why he did that was he just like he liked the look. He liked the look that it that he liked the look of it, and it didn't matter that was a little more expensive. He just wanted to do that, and that was back in the eighties. And he's just so he's so humble. He's so genuine. He's um he's he's really there to inspire and empower. And it's not a surprise that he's a billionaire because everything he does is so it's so authentic and genuine. So um I was doing the, the shoot with him in um in Hawaii and I showed him the pictures that I took of him and he actually told me that I was like the the next Abaddon, which was like amazing.
0: Man, and, and in so, the photography world that that's awesome. like being the next Michael Jordan.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool when you see those people that are just at the top of the top and they're really uh really this like kind to others and their servant mentality so that's awesome to hear that he is all right David the question I have for you before we let you off this hot seat in the art of podcast if you could give one piece of advice to a kid who is stuck in their situation they want to go after their dreams they just don't know how to do it they feel like the weight of the world is on them and they cannot get unstuck what piece of advice would you leave them with
1: So one, never stop believing in yourself. Know that what you want to do is right, and then two, just learn as much as you can. And with YouTube, there's so much yeah. access to information. Nice call. When I first started doing photography, you know, I, I wasn't you know i I went to Berkeley, so I I'm not a, a classically trained photographer. But what I did was I would go to Mar- Barnes and Noble and I would read all these photography books, and then from the information that I learned from there. I would take that and use that information to, you know, to better my craft. Now you could just go on YouTube and you can learn everything pretty much. So um, just keep on learning and believe in yourself. That's really, you know, people are going to tell you to do things, you know, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You can, you can try to do it their way, but if it doesn't feel, if it doesn't feel right, just don't do it. Like only do something that you feel is good for you. Dude, I love it.
0: I love it. Follow your passion, follow your heart, and learn a lot on YouTube because there is a lot of resources. You can have an education on YouTube that's probably more powerful than a college education if you actually think about it. David, Christopher, Lee, you are amazing, man. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on The Art Of and just for all that you do for the world and the fantastic photos that you take, my man. Appreciate you big time. Uh,